Hi there, my name is John Falola, and um, thank you for joining me on today's episode titled Voting Houses and a Party. You know, um, those two words are very common in terms of elections, in terms of uh, citizenry awareness. You know, and we are beginning to see a recent trend across the globe where people begin are beginning to pay attention to what's happening in government, in governance or in their nation, what's happening as regards to the well-being of the nation. And the people that used to be like they don't care which is more like an apathy kind of state, and now beginning to pay attention to what matters within every electoral, you know, enterprise. So it's quite important for us to to be able to define what we mean by voting access and voting apathy. Voting access is simply. A platform that gives every citizen the every citizen of votable age the right to carry out their franchise during a voting you know season or probably an election period. And it's quite important that this is in place in every democratic setting. And we have seen different issues in across the world the different democracies set up and the truth is this we all need to pay attention to the new dimensions of the need in the society where people want to be heard people want the government to pay attention to what matters to them and governance is evolving and in a disruptive manner, governance has moved away from the politicians, the so-called leaders, to the people. So it's the people that decide and say if your performance is worth their time. So it's quite important that we know that voting access allows every citizen within its democratic rights to carry out its franchise voting in trial leaders across legislative harm, you know, executive harm and even the local government elections. So why are we discussing voting access and apathy? It's simply a recent trend across the world where the elections is more of Vox Populi Vox Die. It's now boils down to the people deciding who they want to lead them. You know, after listening to their manifestos, it's the people that will still decide who they want at the helm of affairs across every strata of the society. And the honest truth is, irrespective of what we think, it seems like a good model. 
but it equally has its ups and downs as well. If you are in a setting where the worst of or the worst of the citizens are me or are the one who have the requisite boldness to serve them, then the output in that democracy can never be something anything so substantial. So you see this in developing economies where people don't pay attention to political offices. People don't pay attention to the need for the right people to go into political service or civil service and serve their nation. Because if you get public service right, the private sector works. You know, every other thing in the economy works because public service is the anchor upon which economies are built public service is the anchor upon which economies are built you know yes private sector has a huge role to play as well but we, if you have a good public service system where the policies are stable it enables the private sector to thrive exponentially like what we are seeing in Nigeria now where likes of uh, Flutterwave, the likes of um, Paystack, the likes of Mandela, the likes of, um, you know, these new startups becoming, you know, a unicorn within the span of five years. It's not even up to a decade. It tells us that the speed of delivery or probably the speed of building wealth in the private sector is tied to the public sector. Yes, the private sector is driven by individuals who want to generate wealth, but the public sector is driven by individuals who want to serve their nation and create an enabling environment for every citizen to thrive. So it's a win-win scenario, it's a win-win circumstance. So we, moving forward now across Africa, we're seeing a wave of protest, a wave of you know demand for more accountability from public office holders, and this is quite crucial because we are coming into a season where the voting access and apathy, you know. The voting access will be on the high, the voting apathy will be on the low because people are beginning to realize that they have power to be heard, that they want to be heard, they want to change the dynamics of power equation to favor what they need. You know, it's becoming like, you know, um, a business situation whereby you're pitching to a customer. You know, the customer is king, right? So it's quite important right now that we begin to consider you know viable ways of you know providing um any um providing the voting access required for people to participate in every election like like electronic voting like utilizing blockchain technology you know or utilizing technology to facilitate you know that access to, you know for instance now so people don't participate you know, within the jurisdiction of the voting access that 
is available right now because they are scared of security they're scared of you know people will not be able to value the fact that they are um trying to carry out their own rights you know within a democratic setting so it's quite important that the government pays attention to provide voting access provide um provide um, the platform for people to decide if you want to participate in an electoral you know setup it's quite important for you know most nations begin to ensure that the citizens participate in an electoral process you know, just concluded U.S. elections saw the highest turnoff in history, which tells us that people are beginning to be more sensitive and, and people are beginning to decide that they need to step out. So the era of voter suppression is over because people will begin to step out and demand for the kind of governance they want. You know, on the part of the politicians, the best they can do is to serve the people to know what they want, to feel the heartbeats of the people and serve them better. On the heart of the, from the perspective of the people, the people, you know, they are the ones who hold the politicians or the people they've elected into public office accountable. And it's quite important that this voting access equally makes the government understand the voters block understand the kind of people that they provide leadership for so it's quite important that if any democracy or any democratic government is going to become um a top-notch you know um governance environment it, it taught a forceful nation there has to be parameters where people can step out and carry out their rights, which is voting for the kind of candidates they feel can deliver on their mandate. And trust me, you know, in a democratic setting, the people always decide. If people decide to vote for somebody you don't like, then it's not your business. You know, you have to align with the people, the people's choice. The people decide who leads them. And the truth is this, once the people decide who leads them, the leader knows that he, has to, he or she has to be accountable to the people. So it's quite important for us to know that this dynamics of you know, leadership is changing across the world. And it is quite important as well that the government or the service delivery of governance be broken down to what people can feel people can touch, people can experience in real time. With this few words of mine, I hope I've been able to let you know that we're in a dispensation of voting access. High voting access will be available. And we're in a dispensation of low voting apathy because everybody has, begin, has realized that the government controls their life. So it's, quite, it's something that's quite important as well. Thank you for joining me on today's episode and till next time.